right now we're fully into the NBA and NHL playoffs, and those have been a blast. And there's a lot of unexpected things, but also, to be fair, a lot of expected things. Uh, the massive Real. trade for Julio has finally gone down, and we're going to take a look at how that impacts the rest of the league because the Titans just got a whole hell of a lot better, and the MLB has a sticky situation, and it's also Jalen. It's a June, so you know what time it is. It's time for some very large people to push and pull some very large and heavy things, and I cannot be more excited about that. Uh, taking place over your uh, your town there in Sacramento, so you better go out and take some pictures for the show. That's all I'm saying. I will. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 60 of the Fourth Line Epic Talk Show. I'm your host, Ross Allen, joined alongside by the... Formerly bald beast, not so bald anymore. Jalen Johnson. Jalen, how are we enjoying playoffs, my friend? Because I know at least for the NHL ones, uh, you're loving life. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm loving the NHL playoffs right now. NBA playoffs are just fun to watch, even though are my they? team's not there. Yeah, they're, they're, I feel like every time you see basketball, you just think how bad the Kings are. The, the Kings are absolutely horrible, <laughs> and I've accepted that in my life. So, <laughs> no, no, nothing... Nothing can change that at this point. You know, that, that's really fair. That, uh, as, as soon as you accept the sucking, uh, it makes life suck a little less. Just, just, just a little, little bit. Just a little. Tiny, tiny smidget fraction right. of a bit. <laughs> but today, what we got for you guys is we're going to talk a little bit of Damian Lillard trade talk, whether he's going to be traded or he's going to get some help. Talk if the Nets are in trouble and how important. Oh, man, it's really looking like last year's NBA Finals really were the Mickey Mouse Finals. It's kind of... It was a joke, but now I think there's a little bit of legitimacy to that. Um, but we're going to look at the Titans, we're going to look at the Chiefs, uh, Le'Veon Bell, and such. But also, do we trust Jordan Love? And like I said, we're going to handle the sticky situation with the MLB. Jacob DeGrom's dominance, and of course, none other than the Nene of the week. But Jalen, first... Oh, we're from our sponsors because for all your sports prop betting <laughs> needs, you gotta give a little dramatic pause on that one, right? Uh, but for all your sports prop betting needs, this really useful, really dandy, and uh, just all around convenient app, Thrive Fantasy. You can go to thrivefantasy.com or download Thrive Fantasy app on the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store, and you can get started today. And on twenty uh, deposits of twenty dollars and up to fifty dollars, they will match you dollar for dollar. Is on use promo code. Fourth and long. So link in the bio, link in the descriptions and stuff like that. So go on and get started on that today. Of course, man, sometimes I do need a little bit of that extra kick before the workout, right, Jalen? Whether it be for you in football, whether it's for oh, yeah. me in, in trying to lift some heavy things in the morning um, to make the sad go away, but not really. I need a little bit of a kick in my butt to get myself out of bed. And what better way to do that than with the pre-workout from SCG Subs. So you can go on over to scgsubs.com. They're always having some crazy deals. It's really insane. It's like buy three free shipping. Or it's like you get three free and free ship and you only pay for shipping. Man, these guys, I lost track of how what discounts they're doing and what deals they're doing because they got something new every week. It's almost, you just got to go find out, man. You got to right? go look at the website. Just That's go to scgsubs.com, right? Also, hey, word of advice. The green apple is the best flavor. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. I love the yeah. green apple. And then, <laughs> <laughs> last but not least, we just want to give a quick shout to our Patreon to keep the show running, to keep us, uh, let us do the things that we love. You can just become a member of a very prestigious group known as our Patrons. And you could just start there for a dollar a month. Super easy, super cheap. Uh, I believe even Jalen could afford that, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even on my budget that I'm currently on. Balling on the budget, baby. <laughs> we balling on a budget here on the 4th and Long Radio. We ball on a budget. I'm hey, going to put that on a t-shirt. That's what we've all been. Podcasting said. on a budget. Hey, Jalen, thank you for uh, bringing up the t-shirts because underneath this very, I mean, for you video guys, you could if you watch on YouTube, you can see this very sexy green A's jersey that I'm wearing because the A's are absolutely fantastic. Jalen, yeah, the chats are okay at best. I'll give you mm -hmm. that much. Um, um, I still I still hate them, but it's all good. It's First in the NL to 40. Um, I, I don't care. <laughs> but of course underneath this I'm wearing a very fancy and very comfortable Triblend con t-shirt from, uh, from the 4th and Long official merchandise store so you, everything's in the description Hit check it out. Under oh, yeah. this, I, I, I don't pack. have 
Yeah, you got to get the fanny pack. <laughs> I got it sitting around here somewhere. It's, it's in here somewhere. Get that fanny pack, man, I swear. But, oh, uh, yeah, let's stop bothering you guys with all that fun stuff, and let's get into conversation. First off, Damian Lillard, either, either, you, you can do two things for this man. You get him some damn help. This, I mean, Carmel Anthony's good, okay? CJ McCollum, he's good, okay? Mm-hmm. But obviously, that's not enough to really make an impact in the playoffs. They haven't really done anything um, over the last couple of years. With that talented team, Dane's been trying to do all he can. Still has been up. He did win, uh, get a guy a house, though, if we all remember that story, if they got to like his turn. That was sad. Did you see that, though? That was very disappointing. Oh, what happened? Did I miss it, something? No, nah, the dude posted it on Twitter. Damian Lewis said, I need to see the ticket after uh-huh. they, they reached it. It was like a $200 bet. Oh, I'm so disappointed. I, I was hurt. highly disappointed. I'm it was hurt. on ESPN and everything. I was absolutely Man, how broke you got me to have a $200 house, okay? It, he was lying. He said he was trying to motivate Damian uh, Lillard to go. It was a $200 bet. Yeah, because and you need to, and some bum on Twitter can motivate Damian Lillard. Oh, I am. I hate this. I hate this. I don't want to talk about it, but I'm a professional, so I'm going to keep going, Jalen. <laughs> Oh, I recompose myself. Oh, this is heartbreaking. Uh, heartbreaking. Absolutely. Or another thing you could do with Dame Lillard is send them somewhere else. That being yeah. possibly, I would hate this. I would hate this. I would hate this. But the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm. What are your thoughts on this? I feel like the Los Angeles Lakers have the, um, I would say, the bench and the the uh, the draft picks to make this happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like they can give up uh, probably like two first round picks and Kuzma or something like that. Uh, probably something a little bit more or something a little bit less. I feel like something in that ballpark they could definitely get it done. Um, one of the teams that I think need Lillard and would put them over the top with Lillard mm-hmm. uh, would be if he was traded to a team that's currently still in the playoffs uh, but might be eliminated or might not. <laughs> or might not. We might we'll, see. we'll see. The Bucks. I feel like the Bucks. Mm. I bet everyone's about to think I was about to say the Nets. The Nets. <laughs> the Nets need another guard. No, the um, Nets no. don't need anyone else. <laughs> but the it's the Bucks. Could somehow get Damian Lillard over so there. So would that be with... Jonas's Scottie Pippen? I, I think that would be – I mean, yeah, I feel like that's just like – they need another elite score right now. They they're other other than Giannis, their second best player is most likely Middleton, uh, yep. followed by Drew Holiday. Um, right now, if you could if you could have Damian Lillard at at, at shooting guard with uh, Drew Holiday at point, mm-hmm. uh, Middleton at small forward, and Giannis at power forward, that is a team that can compete with any team. And right now, they are now two and two against the Nets. Uh, and I just have to believe that if they had the current roster they have now mm-hmm. and had Damian Lillard added to it, I think this would be a whole different story. Mm-hmm. And I think people would definitely be looking at this series 100% differently. That's uh, scary. That would be scary. That was, yeah. Um, I'd much rather him on the Bucks than him on the Lakers. Because honestly, yeah, LeBron and AD, or uh, well, never mind. I'm gonna hold my thoughts on that uh, once we get to the whole bubble team <laughs> here in the moment. He uh, might but, not be there. But speaking he of the Bucks, though, <laughs> jeez. Speaking of the Bucks, though, let's talk about that playoff series because right now the the series is tied two and two. The Nets um, just most recently losing on Sunday. And not only did they lose the game, but they also possibly lost Kyrie Irving for at least they lost him for at least this game, um, but also maybe longer due to an ankle injury. Right as of uh, recording, there has not been any more information given. Uh, the information injury. currently given right now, so far, for people who have no idea about the injury at all, his test did come back. It does not look so like he has any tears in the ligaments or anything like or that. Like yeah, but it might be a really bad sprain uh, from what it looks like. Also, uh, that's uh, the ankle that he stomped on the Celtics logo, so I will not elaborate, but take that as you will. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> we got to ask him. Grain of salt. Fat grain of salt. That's a, Give me a full-on <laughs> boulder of salt on that one. Uh, but we got to ask, man, because given how KD looked in this game, trying to run the team with like by himself, essentially, he, like without real help, he was the man on that team. Which he hasn't really been in his career. He's never really been the guy by himself. He's always had help. Mm-hmm. So is it time to start asking if Nets are in trouble? 
Um, I saw something on Instagram today, and it's really started to make me think. Mm. Uh, it had James Harden quit on Houston, Kyrie quit on Boston, uh, Durant quit on OKC, uh, and Blake Griffin quit on Detroit. And it said none of them could be the man where they were, so they teamed up. Said none of them had to be, mm-hmm. and I think that was a really good thing because mm-hmm. I honestly think that's kind of how it is. They're all great players, but none of them want to be the guy. And when you have a bunch of great players like that on a team, you don't have to be the guy because everyone's going to talk about all the weapons you have. No one's going to just talk about one person. Like as you can see, since the trade happened, there hasn't only been Durant talk. It hasn't only been James Harden talk. It hasn't only been. It's been Curry. like a different man of the night. Entire right? team. Every single night is somebody else. I think right now they are in trouble. Mm-hmm. Unless some, unless Blake Griffin steps up and just becomes the beast he used to be, mm-hmm. uh, scoring 20, 30 points a night, this just isn't going to work. This team was built around the idea that they would have three big scores to go with every single night. Right now they are down to one of them left. The, the Kyrie is out. James Harden is still questionable for mm-hmm. what he's going to be re- returning. Uh, so I think Kevin Durant, he can do it, definitely. I, I, I do think this team still has the, the bench to go with. The, even with the game on Sunday, I still think they competed mm-hmm. very well without Kyrie and without Harden. Um, and I think that they can continue to do that. Don't get me wrong. I don't think this is it for them. But I do think it's time to be scared. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that before they definitely had a big advantage, I think this team is now equaled out. They are now the Bucks. Uh, and I feel like when you when you're playing Bucks ball against the Bucks, mm-hmm. you're gonna they're gonna give you a run for your money, and they might take it all the way to the bank. So. And let's not even talk about KD putting up a big old goose egg in the fourth quarter when they were down. If LeBron did that, if Steph Curry did that, if any if uh, Russell Westbrook did that, if James Harden did that, and literally name any other star in the NBA, if they did that, they would be getting blown out of the water right now. Doesn't really seem mm-hmm. anyone's talking about that. So, uh, Nets fans, uh, hate to say it, but uh, oh, I'm kind of happy right now. I really want the Bucks. I just don't want the Nets to win. Uh, partially because um, I don't like when you try to build a super team like this, but also be- mo- mostly because I think it's going to be absolutely hilarious if you put all of this talent on the same roster and can't get past the second round. That yeah, that would make me incredibly happy. But also, Jalen. Speaking of having a bunch of talent but not be able to get past the first round of the playoffs, let's talk how important the bubble was to some of these teams last year. And like something I was saying, uh, it, we were saying at the beginning of the show, is that we've seen the jokes, but it really does be a Mickey Mouse trophy last year is the way everything is looking right now. Because if you mm-hmm. take a look at it, both of the final scenes from last year, the Heat and the Lakers got eliminated in the first round. The Heat got, oh, they got blasted out of the water, man. That series wasn't close. And the Lakers, I never had faith in them anyway. And the Suns handled them um, not easily, but it wasn't too much of an effort if we're looking compared to to some of the other series. So how Mm -hmm. important was this bubble to teams last year, especially the Heat and the Lakers, and also... Why do the nicknames of Anthony Disney and uh, Le Mickey have uh, so much weight now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I've had a lot of slack for this uh, last year um, when we were talking about the, the, the bubble and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said that the Lakers are in a great spot only due to the fact that they were now given a long break because of COVID, mm-hmm. and then they were allowed to get a bubble to warm up, which they looked pretty bad in the warm-up games leading in to uh, the final game. Yeah, they uh, did. That they did. And I said originally before the season was canceled and, and pulled short, I said that the Lakers might not win a championship because it looked like they were running out of gas. Yeah. Uh, and I, I believe that's a very wholehearted. Then going into the bubble, uh, they looked terrible the first couple of days leading into the just warm-up games for the teams that were fighting for the eight seeds. Um, and I think they looked bad. And I believed if that there wasn't a bubble and we had to continue the season how it was going, that, that the Lakers either wouldn't have made to the final or mm-hmm. if they made to the final, they weren't going to win. Uh, same with the Heat. The Miami Heat were a young team who were now given an extra couple uh, – extra weeks, the months to, to get together and mold 
uh, as a team and play together and people not expect them to come out how they came out. Mm -hmm. And it led to them shocking people. And it led to Jimmy Butler getting time to be able to rest and then come out and do what he did in the bubble and give the performance that he gave them to get the heat to the final. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that that finally caught up to them when they ended up running into LA in the final because they, they showed that they weren't they weren't on that level uh, when the, they ended up losing to the Lakers in that championship. I think both teams were the most um, highest of gifts, I guess, mm -hmm. from the fact that the season got canceled and it showed by them both making it to the to the championship. Mm -hmm. This year now, in a, a closer to a normal regular season, both teams barely make playoffs, and then both teams go out early in the first round. It, it just it shows exactly what we were talking about the entire time. They without the the bubble and without that time that was given to teams like with LeBron being not playing at his full level with AD hurt and not getting time to rest and and heal up and the 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 bench of the Lakers being absolutely exposed. Uh, for not being good enough to compete mm -hmm. at the level which we have held the Lakers up to uh, on that pedestal that we have put them on, I, I think it was very evident. The Heat yeah. looked absolutely horrible. They did not look like a playoff team at all. No, they man. got swept. It was they, they, This is how bad it was. As they were getting swept, pretty much people didn't even know they were getting swept. That, no. That's how bad it was. ESPN wasn't reporting it. Sports Center wasn't reporting it, other than like one post. Man, you get I didn't one post. It. I was like, Bucks I, I won. Knew, I knew yeah. they were doing bad, but it's like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I got a notification. Heat gets swept. I was like, I didn't even know they played yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so bad because they got swept without any fanfare. Them getting swept either is almost expected. It's like no one cared about it either. That's also what happens when you get those really. Just not good looking yellow uniforms that you're you're rolling out, and that's what you get for canceling the the uh, hotline Miami, yeah, uh, or not the hot, no, no Miami Vice. Thank you, the other Miami, Miami Vice, thing. the yeah. other Miami theme thing. You yeah. ruined my life. <laughs> you cancel Miami happy. Vice, I cancel your season. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you get. Um, and let's hope we never have a bubble again. Uh, well, yes. As anyone that's not the Heat or Lakers, let's hope we never have a bubble again. <sighs> let's roll into the next segment, Jalen, because we have some <laughs> NFL stuff to talk about now. Yes. And one of the biggest questions is that the AFC, I mean, if we saw it last year, they, it was highly, highly competitive. You, you had mm -hmm. seven playoff teams but um, that you could make it, but it looked like eight to nine really deserved it, which was crazy to, to really think about. But as of right now, who do you think is the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC? And is there a chance that they do get toppled this year? I don't think they will. But I think that I have two teams. I think the two teams that are closest to them right now are, first off, the Bills. The Bills are yep. still a great team. They didn't lose too many people from last year's team. And they gained some great key pieces I think they're going to be a great team. Stefan Diggs was hurt uh, and said he was playing hurt, so I would love to see what he can do oh, if he's uh, going a full healthy the, season. If he's going to lead the league in yards injured, let's see what he does healthy. Exactly. So <laughs> I'd love to see Let's see the Bills it. with the actual run game too this year. Exactly. That's with the scary. Bills with the natural run game will be absolutely amazing. Because you want to know who uh, their leading rusher pretty much was last year in most games? It was your Josh quarterback, Allen. right? Yeah. So um, I think it'll be awesome to for them to get that chance. Uh, I think with the actual run game, people haven't actually worried about their running backs, so that should uh -huh. be a great change for them. Um, and to see where they go with that mm -hmm. uh, will be great. Um, I think the second team that in the AFC that has a great chance of toppling them is the Titans with how they are, but we'll mm -hmm. get to the Titans and their new team in a, in, in a little bit. Uh. I will wholeheartedly agree with you on the Bills, Jalen. In fact, I think the Bills have the best chance of toppling the Chiefs. And I think there's a really good chance that they actually do this year. I love their added defense, their added run game. Josh Allen's mm -hmm. only going to get better. Stephon Diggs only going to get better with that team. And so they're looking dangerous right now. There's a lot of people saying the Browns, though. And I want to settle down on the Browns hype. I'm not going to buy into them yet, mostly because they're the Browns, and they always seem to disappoint somehow. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I just don't know what that offense is going to look like, honestly, with OBJ being back in the lineup. Because last year when he went down, I actually said that they were going to see a increase in efficiency and play and all around elevation of the offense and of the quarterback play from Baker Mayfield. And what happened? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened, Jalen. And that's what happens. Like mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was looking, it was looking bad for a little bit, but they uh, they snap back into the yeah. right direction. And, and that's something that uh, you know. Last work. year with Alex on, what we were talking about mm-hmm. is that when you have that star wide receiver, you almost want to force it to him and just feed him the rock. But when you have, I mean, you still had a star in, in Jarvis Landry out there, okay. But when you have mm-hmm. a little more spread out, you can spread out your receiving options. A lot of the times, that results in a better offense, which is what happened. But, I, I mean, obviously the Titans are going to be scared to beat. They might have a top three offense right now uh, mm-hmm. with, with Julio Jones. Because Julio, AJ Brown, the 2,000-yard the rusher, and an underrated guy in Ryan Tannehill with a solid offensive line. Just need to see how that defense plays out is all. That's that's my one concern with them because you got to have at least a little bit of defense to beat the Chiefs or a lot of it if you're the Bucks uh, in that situation. But another team I would like to put out there that I don't think as many people are as hot on I was really hot on the how the Colts finished their season last year. Uh, they mm-hmm. played a really competitive game with the Bills. Jonathan Taylor is the steal, was the steal of the draft, and I still believe he is the steal of the draft because that guy's phenomenal. And they had such a good year last year. I mean, you had, you had Kenny Moore um, killing it with the inside slot. Probably He's my best one in the league. You have Darius Leonard, a top four to three linebacker in the league. You have the, arguably the... Uh, no. Yeah, the best offensive line in the league. And now, you get a quarterback, Jalen. A lot of the people hate on Carson Wentz. But I really, mm-hmm. like, when this trade went down, I loved it. This is a really good situation for Carson Wentz because he has talent. He has offensive weapons. And most importantly, over the last, like, two, three seasons, Carson Wentz has been the most sacked, rushed, hit, hurried, anything bad in, in terms of pass rush. He's been that guy. He's had no time to pass it. And he's out with receivers that only drop the ball when he does get it off. Now, since he has this extremely improved offensive line, extremely improved wide receiver core, I think Carson Wentz is going to have a better season than the one MVP caliber season he had with the Eagles um, the year they won the Super Bowl when he went down with that, that torn ACL. I yeah. really like what's going on there, and I would not be surprised if those Colts are contending for an AFC championship this season. Yeah. I One like thing I'm really team. concerned about is, uh, honestly, Carson Wentz's health. Obviously, he is a mm-hmm. great quarterback when he's healthy. But the thing is, can he stay healthy even though he does have a good offensive line? Is he already compromised uh, so far is kind of what I have it's to gonna see. It's going to be his best and situation he, he can ever be in. Exactly. That's what, that's why I'm, I think it's promising. Is I think yeah. it's a great situation for him if he was to succeed, and mm-hmm. I hope he does. And it, it might sound like a weird thing to say. A lot of people don't want to put a lot of weight into it. But him going from Philadelphia – to Indianapolis, we've kind of seen his attitude and stuff like that, whether it be on uh, social media, whether it be at practice, you know? When you're mm-hmm. having fun, when you're a little more comfortable in your environment, when you're a little more relaxed and you don't have the worst fan base in the NFL with you, uh, or at least, no, yeah. No, those the Philadelphia Eagles fans are the worst fans in the league. Uh, They'll turn on me in a heartbeat. Right? Uh, man, Philadelphia fans in general are trash. Who the hell throws snowballs and boo Santa? And who the hell mm-hmm. um, delays a hockey game um, with, by throwing these light-up bands on the ice while those bands were being used to celebrate someone? I think um, I think they had cancer or some sort of crazy disease. So uh, Yeah, I took that one personally, and I really didn't like that. See, who does that? Philly. Who yeah. the hell does that? Indie fans are fantastic. They're, I mean, mm, they did boo Andrew Luck. They did boo yeah, Andrew Luck. They, they, and at one point, we called them the worst. <laughs> they are an improvement over Philadelphia. They, they've improved <laughs> slightly since the Andrew Luck situation. I'm okay with, calling, with, with saying that, so I would like to look out for that team. Um, <laughs> next off, I mean, talking about the Titans, so how many wins does Julio Jones add to the Titans in jail? I would like to present you with two wins. Uh, I, I think he adds two more wins to the ceiling of this team. I had the Titans mm-hmm. going about 11-6 and six, um, mm-hmm. without him. Um, I, I was comfortable with that one. I was looking through the my, my early schedule predictions, of course, because uh, it's still pretty damn early. I think we're about 90 days away from it. Uh, I think it was 13 Just weeks about. 13 weeks until the NFL season, so about that time. 
Um, we get preseason, which I'm excited about. I don't care about the preseason, but I'm happy for you, Jalen. <laughs> I like preseason just because we get to look at a lot of the. Because you it, like even in your case, you're a Broncos fan. Seeing Philip Lindsay in in the um in the preseason as an undrafted rookie see, was amazing. What I don't like about the preseason the the is about. that I always get like attached to someone that doesn't make the roster. Yeah, it happens every single year. I get attached <sighs> to somebody. Slaughter. They, yeah. This is that <laughs> right. Kyle Slaughter, man. Oh, Slaughter was so good. Uh, yeah, he was a Cardinal for a little bit, too. Who the Broncos have had for a little bit, too. Yeah, he was. Uh, I think, is he with the Vikings now? He's something like that. He at least was with No, the, he was with the Vikings before, and then he signed with us. I think he's, like, with the Redskins. Well, good for him, <laughs> wherever he is. That, Red, that Redskins QB room is filled with legends, man. man. I, I kind of lost track of where the, if there's a lot I'm of pretty sure if, if he is there, that is a three. You have Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic over there. You have Heineke. That, that man is a beast, and he proved it last year in the playoffs. And now you have Kyle Slaughter. I don't care. You can run three QBs on the field at the same time. That's going to be one of the scariest backfields in the world. Let's see. Uh just real quick, let's see uh, where Kyle, uh, right now, it looks, is he? Um, wait, is he? Uh, mm, I Yeah, he's still a free agent. Oh, he signed to somebody's practice squad, I thought. Uh, he's a practice squad? Uh, right now, the NFL website has him uh, listed as uh, uh, unrestricted free agent. Yeah, but it's an NFL website. They never updated it. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe Wikipedia is the <laughs> Wikipedia at least updates itself. It oh, might not always be 100%. Wait, 2021. Is he on the Raiders right now? That's who it was. I, I think on January 15th, he signed a reserve future contract with the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, that, oh, that's what it was. Oh, he was released on April 15th. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Those bastards. Um, <laughs> Las Vegas, man. You Don't we just hate the Raiders? But tangent over... Um, I'm giving two wins to the Titans on this one. I think their ceiling now is 13-4. and four, And that is a solid, solid playoff team. And the Colts should be worried because the Colts are going to win that division, I think, hands down, um, before this trade was made. And now, I almost don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had them giving them two wins also. I, I had them at, I believe I had them at 11 or 12 wins um, going into the season. That's I was their between ceiling. 10 and 12. But yeah, was, that, that's where I was. Yeah, yeah I'm, I was 11 or 12, closer mm-hmm. to 11. Um, but, yeah, no, like I, I think they're going to be great. I think that they definitely have the chance to win uh, those two extra games with Julio yes. in that passing game. Because I was really confused – not confused, but I was really scared on what they would do with only having A.J. Brown as their Corey main Davis target. was important to A.J. Brown's game. Very, very important. Uh, so I think now – that they've added Julio that still gives AJ Brown room to thrive, mm-hmm. and he also gives him a mentor at the same time. Well, Jay, what do you do with this offense? Because you got to drop everyone back to cover both Julio and AJ Brown. But and now, if you drop everyone back, Derrick Henry just runs up the road. <laughs> but if you if you try to, to go against um, stopping the run, if you commit to stopping the run, either Julio or AJ Brown is going to be one on one coverage. Yeah, that, that's yeah, I don't know. And Ryan I know, Tannehill, I, I believe Ryan Tannehill was. Um, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, or excuse me if I'm a little off on this. He's, I think he was fourth in the league of passes over forty yards attempted. Mm-hmm. He was so. I, I mean, the stat it might not be the exact stat, but the point of the story, the point of that stat is that Ryan Tannehill throws the ball deep. He uh, mm-hmm. for for even though it might not seem like it, their offense operates out of a brutal pass a uh, run pass option. Or a, a, mm-hmm. a brutal uh, play action. Oh boy! I yeah, and, and Jalen, there's a reason really I am stuff. not going to envy any defensive coordinator that has to uh, go against his Titans team this season. Well, the Cardinals have to figure it out first. So. Oh, the Cardinals gonna have a lot of work to do week one. <laughs> week one, yeah. Oh That's man, that's a lot to deal with. Hey, Jalen, good luck. Thanks, man. Good luck. You're going to need it. <laughs> For sure. Oh, man. Speaking about maybe needing a little luck, eh, I don't know how good of a segue that was. Um, no. Ignore it. 90% of mine are, are gold, so I'm I'm okay with having one fault the show. Uh, but That's Le'Veon right. Bell has come out and said that he'd rather retire than play for Andy Reid again. Um, I guess a couple things about this is that, one, and we all saw this coming, uh, or at least a lot of us did saw this coming, 
Leaving Pittsburgh was the biggest mistake that he could make. He ruined a really good relationship with that team and something that was working really well. Uh, ever since he's left Pittsburgh, he's gone to the Jets. Um, he's missed games. He's gone bowling at midnight. Uh, and then he won over the Chiefs. He did win a championship, so that's good. That, I mean, it's mm-hmm. always nice to get that ring. Let, let's be real. No, he didn't. Wait, did uh, he wait no, he didn't. No, he what didn't. am I talking about? Excuse me. He didn't me. win a championship. He didn't win a championship. <laughs> What am I talking about? <laughs> oh, uh, the problems with doing um, the live show. Uh, but, but yeah. And then the, the thing is, I think my biggest takeaway is that he says he never he'd rather retire than play for Andy Reid. He's never said this about Adam Gase. That's interesting. Mm. I feel like Adam mm. Gase has let him do what the hell he wanted to. Though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I don't think leaving Pitt was a terrible mistake. I think how he went about leaving Pittsburgh was the mistake how how it happened he put himself in a bad situation for sooner wise a lot of people weren't interested in going after him because of the whole situation mm-hmm. i feel like if he would have went about it differently uh and in a better manner um i think that he would have got put into a better spot earlier than having to go through his time with the jets and his time with the chiefs i feel like if he could have if he would have gone about it differently and handled it differently uh, another team that was a better fit for him would have actually went for him. I feel like teams that just needed running backs that didn't mm-hmm. fit him um, or fit his style uh, ended up going for him just because they felt like they had the best chance for him mm-hmm. because people were uh, kind of iffy on him. Uh, and I, I feel like he's in it up into his bad spots. Yeah, I, I feel like any. I feel like it, it's safe for anyone to have been iffy about him in that yeah. situation. Um, I think that I think, in my opinion, I think the reason why he never wants to play for Andy Reid again is the way he was used uh, in the playbook and the lack thereof uh, his use in the mm. playbook. But I feel even like the problem is, man, when he was in there, he wasn't really being super productive. I feel like they weren't using him the way that he was. He mm-hmm. is meant to be used as a back. I felt like he was yeah. kind of felt disrespected, being put pretty much in like a third string running back role mm-hmm. almost. And, and I feel like he was, felt disrespected by that. I feel like in the Super Bowl, him barely getting any touches, he felt disrespected by that, including his his touches in the playoffs and whatever time he spent in the regular season with them. I feel like he did not like that. I feel like he didn't think that Andy Reid went about it professionally, and I think that's what kind of soured the relationship. Obviously, there's probably more to it than that, but I feel like that was probably one of the key roles in him not wanting to play for Andy Reid ever again. My thing with that is I know he didn't get a lot of playing time, and I'm sure there's an argument that he could easily make that he should have got more playing time. But the thing mm-hmm. is, he joined that team really late in the season, and they the Chiefs already had a really good thing going with their offense. So mm-hmm. if I'm the Chiefs, if I'm Andy Reid, I'm not going to change everything that I'm doing, everything that's working in order to fit this one dy- uh, possibly dynamic, a little bit washed running back into my system. I'm not going to bend for him. I'm not going to try to, to work my offense and change it around him. I'm going to put him in where I feel best, where I feel like he works uh, where he works best, and where it might be necessary. And that's ultimately what happened last year. So I don't blame Andy Reid in this situation. I don't. I put most of the blame I, on I think, I think it was probably he was promised something that, I mean, promised playtime or something, which mm-hmm. is why he probably ended up signing with the Chiefs. I think he was promised more carries and playtime than he actually received. I think he felt disrespected by it. That, that's my take on it. <sighs> Going to be interesting to see where he possibly lands as a free agent this season. Uh, last thing I want to talk about with the NFL, though, is that obviously Le'Veon Bell doesn't trust Andy Reid. It's not about trust. If you're a Packers fan, for Matt LaFleur, and for anyone on the Packers, in the organization, on the team, um, I guess if you're in the city, you're the owners of it. So, eh, whatever with that one. Uh, do you trust Jordan Love? Because if we look back to at least practice uh, last week, one practice, he was abysmal. He, he didn't know how to run the two-minute drill, and he was air-mailing every single pass he threw. Yeah. But then immediately after that, he was having one of the best practices ever and was killing it and driving the ball down the field with a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. With how the Packers have handled this whole Aaron Rodgers situation, to me, they seem almost afraid that they won't have Aaron Rodgers next year. They keep acting like he will be their quarterback. Yeah. They keep, we're not going to trade him. Seems like the way they're practicing with this team, it seems, looks like Jordan Love is just kind of 
being the placeholder in time for Aaron Rodgers right now. I still think Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded to the Broncos. Go Broncos. Win Super Bowl. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I really don't think that they're sold on the idea of Jordan Love being their starting quarterback week one. I personally don't trust him at this point. I don't want to be harsh on him because, sure, he still has a lot of time to develop and he could still be a good quarterback. I'm not going to, like, totally discount his career at this point even without even seeing him touch the field. Mm-hmm. But the way that it looks, and from an outsider looking in, I don't think Matt LaFleur wants him to be the starting quarterback week one. Yeah, I think I think when you have Aaron Rodgers starting quarterback as a head coach, you kind of don't want to have to go through the whole rookie thing. <laughs> Especially with a rookie that you're not 100% confident in. Yeah, I feel like if you if you draft like a Trevor Lawrence type a hype type of guy, I feel like then you're kind of a little bit more confident. But when you got Jordan Love at the end of the first round, kind of mm-hmm. after other bunch of quarterbacks, you're kind of just like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> damn. Right. Um, so uh, I think right now, it, it, in the Packers' best case scenario, that something happens where the media forgets mm-hmm. about them. So. All this stuff about Jordan Love is to be reported because I think every single time there's a new headline about Jordan Love, or Jordan Love is doing bad, and then Jordan Love is doing good, I feel like that just sours the relationship with Aaron Rodgers even more and more. Yeah. Um, so I think best case scenario for them is something happens to where the, the ESPN Sports Center NFL Network just forgets about them for a while, so mm-hmm. they can figure out this Aaron Rodgers stuff mm-hmm. and try to get him to change his mind. But I think right now they are on the wrong direction for it. I think all this publicity that Jordan Love is getting about him doing good or bad mm-hmm. or him play, him getting starting reps, I think it's just pissing Aaron off and it makes Aaron not want to be there even more and more, which is great for the rest I of the NFL. Them. Oh, it's, it's great for the Broncos, for man. Great for the Broncos. Good oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> 100%. I, I, it's okay, be jealous, Chandler. I don't blame you. Oh, I'm fine where I'm at. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You got a quarterback that I can't see over the line. Uh, but I think, you know, I'm just playing. I like Kyler. He's a good quarterback. Um, <laughs> I still hate him, though, because he kind of screwed over the, the, the A's. So, uh, yeah. whatever, Did you not get man. anything in compensation for that? Well, I'd still rather Kyler Murray now feel that was a problem. Uh, so I, Yeah, but like, whatever, do you guys get in, like, any type of like draft capital no, or anything for that? No, no. No, you, no. That was just a bad pick, then. It was just a bad pick, you, Why would you pick a quarterback? Shut up. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like, I understand, like, like other guys have been, like, selected, like, in the NFL and the B, but it's always been, like, the seventh round or hey, something. Hey, like. hey, it's hey, something Jaylen. really late. Hey, huh? hey, hey Jalen. Yeah. Uh, shut up. All right. I'm just, I'm just saying it's kind of <laughs> obvious. A guy who's picking between sports. too many times. I'm so... A guy who's picking between sports and you're just like, yeah, man, let's draft him with our third can overall we... pick in the I draft. I think this is ninth, but can we just talk about baseball, man? All right, <laughs> let's go to baseball. We're going to talk about baseball. Let's go to baseball. You little bastard. <laughs> but let's talk about <laughs> uh, the sticky, I mean, quarterbacks are the pitchers of the NFL. So the little bit of a sticky situation when I said there's a – a lot of pitchers around the league um, being accused of not just trying to hide it, but almost just, just man, putting it out there that they're using banned substances, uh, you know, pine tar, whether it be some stickum or any kind of substance like that uh, to help them give them a little more uh, movement on the ball. What it does, what that, that extra grip does, for those that don't know, it increases your spin rate, and that spin rate helps it increase, I, I guess, movement in the ball. And, of course, we all know movement makes things harder to hit. So yeah. um, that's why you see that. Maybe that's why we have like what six no hitters uh, slash perfect games this year already, one away from tying the record, uh, and it's been a couple months of the season. So crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, but still, uh, uh, over a hundred games, or no, a little bit over. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, but the thing is, MLB is repo- reportedly come out with a a harsh um, kind of response to this, which is totally understandable. Uh, but in your opinion, how? much do you care that pitchers are possibly using banned substances and should the MLB be enforcing their rules harder or more um I feel like I feel like as a batter I would be pissed off about it I feel mm-hmm. like giving them an advantage when we didn't like there's nothing that batters can do to give them like it's already hard to to, to hit a baseball mm-hmm. <laughs> without all those extra movement and stuff like this <laughs> It's uh, a hard, yeah. Believe it or not, it's hard to hit. It's that like ball. getting getting hitting a thirty percent or a three hundred in baseball. Uh, it, it's considered good. 
So it's like you're you hitting 30% of the pitches thrown at you, and you're now pitches are cheap. Uh, in terms of grades. Exactly. You're expected to fail. Like, a guy goes on, like, a, a five-game hit streak, and people are like, oh, this is amazing. But right? the guy's only, like, the guy's 5 and 25. If, but if everyone's you're like, 350, you're <laughs> killing the game. Which yeah, is like if you, ridiculous. If you, get, if you get one hit a game, everyone's like, oh, okay, this guy's doing good. And you guys, and you go out to bat like four times, but if you're averaging at least one hit a game, that's still good. Yep. <laughs> so um, I, I think it's as a batter, it's already hard. So they're going out there and cheating. Uh, I think it's bad. I, I, I'd go out there with a, uh, a quarter bat, and I, I'd hit a, I hit a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I just think it's already hard enough. That's already something that's very hard. It's already hard to hit as a baseball player, mm-hmm. and, and now these guys are going to go out there and cheat and, and be confident of yeah. you know, trying to hide and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a messed up thing to do. I feel like you should more, instead of using the substance, work your ass off. If you can't get better, you can't get better, but be the best you that you mm-hmm. instead of trying to go out there and use something else to help you because sooner or later when it does happen – all these guys are going to get exposed. Like anybody who's having a great season and then all of a sudden the crackdown starts and all of a sudden they start playing like crap, people are going to notice yeah. that this guy is not shit without this, this, the stick or whatever mm-hmm. the hell he had on his glove. And, and so th- I feel like it's more of a, a it's going to taint your career with something like that. And I, I would just, you know, head to the field and get, go to the batting cage or something like that and, and fix it there. Don't, don't fix it with the substance. Yeah. It's certainly, um, Interesting, man. Like like you are, I think it's cool being able to see these crazy pitching stats. I think it's really impressive to, just to see the absolute dominance that we had this year. I mean, speaking of dominance, let's talk about... I'm not sure if Jacob deGrom um, has necessarily been accused of this, but if he hasn't, man. Imagine if he was using it because he's been going insane this year. He has more RBIs than he does earned runs. It's, yeah, but imagine, imagine that ridiculous? if he isn't I mean, using by, it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so that's what I'm saying, man. If he's clean right now, he has five RBIs on the year. Five RBIs as a hitter. Okay, insane stuff. Mm-hmm. Four earned runs. Four. So, Jacob DeGrom has been doing something. I don't think he's been accused. He possibly has just because he's been going I insane. Um, uh, but, I mean, there's been a lot of people that have been accused. There's some sort to keep track of it at this point. But it, imagine... A lot of Dodgers su- pitchers. <sighs> Oh, go, go Dodgers. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of Mickey Mouse and trophies, man. Let's not talk about the Dodgers. <laughs> oh, man. It's, at least they uh, beat the Astros. Uh, but. Yeah. With that, I, feel like the only pe- I feel like the only person or group that's okay with any type of this is uh, is the Astros because they don't mind asterisks next to things. No, dude. It, it... I hate the Astros so much. Uh, I will always, I'll, I'll be a 99-year-old man, and I'm going to still be like, yeah, fuck it. Dude, dude, different topic <laughs> for a different day, I guess. But I do think that it's hurting the game a little bit. Uh, but mm-hmm. to be honest, I don't think it's too bad of a thing because we're okay. still seeing a crazy amount of home runs. We're seeing a lot of stars uh, um, hitting the deep ball this year. Um, Vlad Guerrero being uh, unreal, uh, absolutely Go unreal Giants. with that. Um, but there's a lot of teams hitting the long ball still. A lot of teams we still seeing a good amount of scoring, but we're also seeing these six no hitters and, and a lot of these shutdown pitchers. So I think there's a really good mix of these. But also, uh, I think is the six no hitters were against the same three teams. And so each three teams has got no hit twice. So maybe I'm playing numbers there. Uh, maybe those teams just suck. Uh, <laughs> but I guess besides <laughs> the point. Uh, I'm not too mad about this because it's not like we're seeing no offense this year. We're seeing mm-hmm. a lot of offense this year, and we're also seeing a lot of great pitching. So that that's uh, true. It's not a good thing, but am I going to be? Am I mad that there's this controversy going on right now? No, not really. I, Imagine I, right now, there's probably no. like a guy in the MLB who's playing like absolute crap this year, who's been using the substances. No. <laughs> and he's probably been still playing like crap. Like, oh, no. Imagine that. Like, oh. there are people like, I think he's cheating, and then someone has a bomb, and he's like, ah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he no, still sucks. No, no, then everyone's out there. No, we all know he's cheating. 
But we just feel really bad for him. <laughs> we just wanted to have hope. <laughs> uh, maybe. Still on the bottom uh, of every stat line. Right. We'd we'll love to know what you guys uh, think about this situation, though. I, I want to know whether you're, you're with this or against this, and if you want to see the MLB make some changes. You can do that by reaching out to us on our socials, Instagram, at 4th Long Radio, Twitter, at 4th Long Radio. Um, you could drop us an email on our website, the 4th or best of all, Jalen, um, well, I guess not best of all, you can leave a YouTube comment, but best of all, you can go on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review uh, with your answer uh, to, to anything on the show, uh, including the, this uh, this controversy uh, with that. Controversy. Controversy. But last couple things, just real quick, um, just want to give a big shout because I hardly ever get to talk about it, damn it, but it's such an underrated sport, the most underrated sport in the world, maybe besides Australian football, and you should become a fan of that, and head on over to our weekly Australian football breakdowns, um, check out anywhere that you find us. Uh, shout out to Coach Donnie. Hey, shout out to AFL correspondent Coach Donnie, um, shout out to my GWS Giants, and I do not like the... Uh, no Bulldogs. No, no. No, no, bad, bad bulldogs. Western bulldogs. Don't no, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Western, West oh, side. You're going to get us canceled, Jalen. We're gonna cancel. Uh, we didn't see that. Uh, but Everyone want, saw it. Hey, shout out to one of the, my favorite athlete in the world, uh, the huge beast that is Brian Shaw, a six foot eight, four hundred pound behemoth of a man. And I really, I think he's going to win the the 2020 World Strongest Man That's this what I'm year. For. Um, fingers crossed, man. I'm so excited to see him because he's leaner, he's meaner, he's better than ever. Also, I'm just really excited for some of the events. If you don't, if you guys haven't seen World Strongest Man before, please, please go check it out um, because um, it's insane. It's really insane yeah. what they do. They, these guys pull planes. And stuff like that. So here, for those that don't know, I'm going to give you what they're going to do. So this is happening uh, this week that the show gets out. Um, a lot of stuff, you know, basic squats, deadlifts. Uh, what they have is called the Fingles Fingers, where it's like these telephone poles that you have to pick up and you push over. So, like, you, you flip it over, uh, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, there's overhead medleys. There's a pickaxe hold. There's atlas zones. There are these big-ass, heavy-ass stone balls that you have to load. Um, what I'm excited most about is that there's always a, a pool event. So whether it be um, last year, they did two monster trucks because they were trying to do one monster truck, but they were like, "Oh, this isn't heavy enough. Let's get a Not second monster too truck." Easy. <laughs> right? Too easy. One monster truck was way too light for these guys. They had to get two. They pulled uh, armored military vehicles. They pulled planes and jumbo jets and. and big giant things like that this year they're in sacramento what's in sacramento is a old train yard so you want to know what they're doing they're pulling a train a train they're pulling a train a whole train they're pulling a train (laughs) yeah Yeah. get your head out of the gutter (laughs) so please please watch (laughs) this man it's going to be insane and brian shot coming he's a four-time world's strongest man arguably the strongest man in the history of the world let's go get that five baby Woo! Also, side note, Jokic just got ejected from Game 4. Oh, wow. Goat! Yeah, after, let's go. That's my after MVP. After getting an Cameron Payne. That's my MVP. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Oh. Someone said, is this your king? <laughs> oh. oh, But pretty much to describe the, the strongman contest, anybody who's never seen the strongman contest, Big if you're a fan of everything. Hmm. Yeah, if you're a fan of science, it's an, when an immovable object meets an unstoppable force. That, that that's what a strongman contest is. These guys is. deadlift a thousand pounds. They squat eight hundred pounds for reps. It's it's scary. Yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> please, please watch <laughs> it because it's such a damn good sport. But we're gonna cap things off with this episode with what other than the nay nay of the week. Love it. And my, uh, I, I feel like Jalen, uh, you you had a little bit of a thing. Of course. You can get our full breakdown of the of UFC 263 and all UFC news over on our UFC talk episode, which drops every Tuesday. So keep an eye out for that. But uh, on a Saturday, we had a fantastic card in UFC 263. Amazing. But we also had uh, the first fight of the main card, Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill. Um, 
Oh boy! Not only was it wow. one of the most brutal arm bars I've seen that fully dislocated the lower from the upper, it just was hanging there limp. Um, mm-hmm. And thank God it wasn't break; it was just a dislocation. For those that didn't see it, um, please go see it just so you can feel extremely disgusted and, and sick to your stomach. But also a little bit of referee controversy where uh, Jamal Hill was just kind of stuck in Paul Craig's guard with his arm limp. His head was down. He was not there, and the fight wasn't stopped. So, generally, he has some words on this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was absolutely horrible. Um, in my opinion, I was kind of pissed off at the ref. I mean, I was pissed off at Craig, to be honest. To be honest, really? I was, first I was pissed off at Craig. Um, in my opinion, he saw what the happened to the arm. Mm-hmm. I feel like he honestly could have just got off at that point and pointed at the arm, and it could have been stopped. I, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't too mad at him after thinking about it because I'm like, okay, you still want to get the win. But in my yeah, opinion, I'm not I was like, put all too that... much on him because uh, we'll talk more on this with our use of yeah. play cameras. Because to be fair, you don't stop. It's the ref's job to pull, to stop the fight. It's the ref's exactly why I wasn't too mad at him. Exactly. But right. the ref just sat there while this man is being hammer fisted and <laughs> punched in the face. Al Al Al. Come on, Al. And Al. Al. on Jamal Hill's side, this man is still trying to punch. Like he's in an immense pain, and he's still like. He's trying to punch and the only Imagine. reason he was on this is not because he has extreme uh, experience in high level fights like this and high level pay-per-views he's just a mm-hmm. local guy from arizona that's why they put yeah. him on here that's why the ref was on here absolutely so, terrible your nene of the week local mma refs get together please yeah please pretty much the headline should be local ref hired and fired on same day <laughs> local ref as How you get fired on your hey <laughs> it was please I never want to see that I never saw that man before I was like oh, what are we going to get into and now um, I never want to see him again I never want to see him again but Jalen my name of the week winner uh, award winner is going to make you happy because it yeah. is going to none other than the Colorado Avalanche hockey team because they started off this year's playoffs 6-0 they swept uh, the, the Blues in the first round they got up 2-0 mm-hmm. it looked easy against well maybe the second game wasn't easy because it was an overtime win but they got a solid 2-0 lead on, on the Knights. And then what happened after that game is that the Knights won four consecutive games, won the series in six. They move on to the conference finals, and the Avs got sent packing. So the name of the week goes to them for winning six in a row, but then just dropping four in a row yeah. um, unceremoniously as well. One so. of the funniest things are, uh, was when I was watching the game, one of the commentators said the Avs uh, have had a bad uh, time with going to game seven, and then uh, later on the game, they're like, well, looks like the Avs are going to break the um, the curse of losing game oh. sevens because they're not going to game seven. I was oh. like, you didn't have to say that. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it, wasn't even, oh. it wasn't even a Vegas commentary. It was just a neutral commentary. And I was oh, like, that's ah. so tough. <laughs> Shout out to that man because he freaking deserves it. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Fourth and Long, episode 60. So, eh, 40 more away from that big 100, I guess. We'll and, get there. Oh, it's going to be there eventually, whether you like it or not. But before we sign off... We're for, not going nowhere. Oh, you bet. Hey, I got nothing better to do, okay? I'm going to be here whether yeah. you like it or not. <laughs> and you're stuck with us, but we do. Thank you so much for listening, especially listening all the way to the end. And a huge thank you goes to... Our patrons, supporters, shout out to Ray Rodriguez. And for all your card collecting needs, go on over to Instagram. Follow at the Big Bat Box. Shout out to Ryan Watson and Neil Wiley in his YouTube channel, Chosen Problems. Jalen, your mm-hmm. thoughts and, and, and expectations for World's Strongest Man 2021 in one word or phrase? Heavy. Heavy. Let's go. <laughs> Move the train. Oh, I feel like such a kid while I'm watching that. It's like... Oh, what did he do? Oh, big man move, big train. <laughs> yes. Big man move, big train. Yes. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will catch all of you guys next week or in the next show that you listen to, whichever one comes first.